Hey buddies, pals, guys and gals and welcome to the Disasteratic Podcast. My name's Paige, I'm the podcaster, but also I'm not here alone. Introduce yourself, Grey. Hi, he's just introduced me. I'm Grey. <laughs> introduce yourself, Stes. I am Greg. Sorry, All right, Stes. Stes. There we go, guys. All morning planning that. That was, that was beautiful. Okay. All right. First subject. We're talking about breast implants. Oh, we're going straight into that, are we? Straight into yeah. it. Bloody hell. I know. Well, how, how's this come about? I just wanted to get it off my chest. Or oh. on my chest. Hey. 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 That's really cool, that. So I was looking into that online. A couple oh, of things oh, I've stolen. What, where's it come from first? Where's it come from? Yeah, because it's well, a random start. We're running out of ideas on the podcast, yeah. so we had to ask a couple of our friends. After two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and we're running out of ideas already, so we have to get ideas from other people and stuff. So I thought we'd ask a couple of our friends to see what they could say, and one of them said breast implants, obviously trying to do it as a joke, but I thought I'd just go through with it. You don't joke with do. us, that's, yeah. that's exactly. what you say. That's what you do in the disaster attic, you right. never joke. So, you've just, a mess of it. so since this, you've just been at home, just scrolling through the internet, looking at breast implants. I've been going on to pages where they've got like documents about stuff like breast implants. Documents. I'll give you the point of one of my my little research I've just Bikini been doing. documents. Mm-hmm. The most common kind of the most common kind of cosmetic surgery is breast augmentation. In 2015, nearly 280,000 women and teenagers underwent surgery to have their breasts enlarged with silicone or saline implants. Okay, first things first, that cannot be the number one cosmetic procedure. It is. It can't be. Well, it's not number one, it's most common. But that'd be number one then, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's got, yeah, exactly. So it's got to be something like nose job or something. Well, apparently not. This is a detail stating that breast implants or breast augmentation is the most common kind of cosmetic surgery. What, what's, what's the source? Yeah. I uh, don't know. Cool. Um, well, we, we take them at their words. Yeah. They are fantastic. <laughs> Dunno.com. <laughs> so I'll find a website one second. Have a look. I mean, obviously History. some women have breast enlargements because feel self-conscious about having small breasts, everything like that. Yeah. But some of the ones you would make them, obviously, comedy size, like Lola Ferrari, if you remember her from um, Euro Trash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's dead, isn't she? Yeah, because yeah. of her breast silicone poisoning. <laughs> yeah. But she did make them ridiculous. They were, they were huge. They, they yeah. were massive. Is that the reason why she died? Yeah. Because they were too big. Well, no, because they were too sure. big. I think one of them like, it was leaking. Yeah. Like, it's obviously, it's like a slow leak. Well, so it's made out of saline and also, that's, um, is that salt water? Well, like salt water solution. Well. But back, back in the day, this was obviously like early 90s. When was like was silicone gel or something, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so whatever it was which leaked into her, it's poisoned and it's killed her. Well, I found the source anyway. Oh, I read it off Our Bodies, Ourselves. Information inspires action. So it's facts about breast that's a, implants. That's a long name for a, a website. I forgot it already. Well, it's just called ourbodiesourselves.org. Oh, if okay. you want to check online, OBOS. you can look on there. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you all about it. Great. What, what other interesting facts did you find out about the uh, breast enlargement? Well, even though there's 280,000 in 2015 alone, about 106,000 breast cancer patients had their reconstruction after mastectomy, often with implants. So that's pretty much almost half. And then the population of breast augmentation has nearly tripled since 97, where there were only just 101,000 so, 1997 to 2015. It's probably become more cost-effective to actually be able to do it, though, nowadays. Yeah. Back then, obviously, it would have cost a lot more. Well, yeah, I, I was looking on the details as well. Like, they were saying about um, you can get, like, a 
like a finance thing where you like, you pay it off in monthly instalments. So when's your appointment then? When's my appointment? Yeah. For reductions. We did reductions in the 2020 because these puppies... <laughs> <laughs> Those Kievs are, are there to stay. <laughs> these ones need taking down a size. <laughs> these chesticles. But my, my only semi-interesting facts about breast enlargements because I didn't read up anything on this at all oh, is, is that... Actually, is an that, issue with that. A lot of doctors now will... Put them in through your armpit. Yeah, yeah, they go undoing. No. Yeah, I find that really, really weird. It's, it's to, because obviously if you go in underneath the actual breast, yeah. the scar is very visible. Yeah. So if they go in under your armpit, that scar is not as visible. But I just wonder what the, the first conversation was like with that surgeon. It's like, we want to try something new, Sheila, and I'm going to put it in through your armpit. She surely must have been a bit, what? Huh? Hmm, but then obviously, like you say, no, I haven't got anything. No. Unless you have no idea. <laughs> there must have been some kind sort of... Do you reckon that first yeah, so that first one was a freebie? They must have done. Yeah, the, the first the first few must have been trials, and mm. seeing if it works and see if it be working okay. But yeah, with their breast implants, though, they get this. Though, this is quite an interesting fact: silicone gel breast implants were first approved by the FDA in November two thousand and six. They started in nineteen sixty. That was the first one in the United States that was sold. What was, what was in the first one? What was the first one made of? Silicone. Oh, really? So silicone envelopes filled with either silicone gel or saline. Oh. So they've been using the same compound for yeah, the entire the, time, yeah? Well, they use either silico- they use silicone envelopes with either filled with gel or with saline. But they the first become FDA approved in 2006, and it started in the 1960s. Well, the first one was 1960s, and it slowly started getting a bit more popular in the 1980s. Hmm. And almost one million women have undergone surgery by 1990. Yeah. Although no safety studies had been published at that time. Were there any kind of like large spikes in it? So uh, obviously you remember Baywatch, Pamela Anderson, she had her stunt, didn't she? Yeah, there's pretty, there was two pretty high peaks that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Left and righty. Um, not Ian Wright. Um, the, yeah, because obviously she was, she was one of the first people who were on TV who had these fake breasts. And obviously... Uh, one of generation the, of the first icons, yeah. yeah, would have been seeing them, and then obviously women would have seen her and thought, "Oh, I want to do that." And then, so when they first got started, first started doing, I mean, a lot of people would add them were like porn stars, people like that. I'm assuming. Well, I thought it was called Breast Men. There was a film about it. Oh, David, David Schwimmer. Schwimmer. David yeah. Schwimmer started yeah, yeah. doing yeah. it, and they were just mainly doing it just for comfort for people who did feel that like their breasts were too small. But there's lots of malpractice suits and things like that through. Like leakage and rupture and stuff like that, wasn't there? That's right, yeah. That yeah. was like based in that film as well, which is actually a good point, too. Because in 2015, 280,000 people got the enlargements, nearly 43,000 implants were removed the same year. So there's still issues with, well, it, with it in three years ago. Was it, was it not something where they, they changed over what, what can be included within it? And that's why a lot of these were removed just out of potential risk, not because they actually ruptured or anything like that. Mm. Well, I'm thinking that's the reason why they changed it to uh, using saline over silicon because it's just salt water that you put in there rather than silicon, which I'm not too sure if it's how dangerous that can be, but mm. with ruptures with silicon, it's not... It's not a well, that's why I find it weird system. that, you know, some, some people are like getting an arse implants now in the cheeks because if something's going to rupture, surely it's going to be something that you sit on. Arse, oh, in the, sorry. Yeah. I was thinking of the other cheeks. Well, no, they use collagen. They use um, fat, don't they? Oh, do they for the ass ones? Yeah, yeah just move fat from around your body. Oh, right. So you I was like, fat, I wouldn't, so. yeah, I wouldn't be chancing it. That's why they actually get top-ups as well. But then again, I've, I've got a good ass. <laughs> yes, you are. That's why they call me Grey Kardashian. They do. 
It's not Everyone. Because, not because you, you're good looking face either. No, no. That's ass. why I'm on the pod you and not to get TV. Naked on the internet. Toe chest. Face with pods. Right, what else you got for us, Fats Man? Because literally, well, I've, I've got no points. No points, so it's, it's all you today. I know. It's exciting. So I'm, I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm ready to react. Ready. Okay, so this is point, point five. Oh, we're we still talking about boobs? Yes. Okay, yeah. okay. So the reports of complications among women with implants have been published in medical, medical journals and discussed at public FDA meetings. There are a number of short-term and long-term risks. Local complications refer to problems that occur in the breast area that are obviously related to the breast implant of the surgery. So obviously they're doing a surgery and the the implant that they want's not fitting. Common complications include infection and other surgical risks, chronic breast pain, breast breast or nipple numbness, capsular contracture, which I don't know what that means, I couldn't hardly say it, breakage and leakage, necrosis, which is skin death. Yeah. And the need for additional surgeries and cosmetic problems, such as dissatisfaction with the how the breast looks with the implant. God, so that's, that's even these days they still have been a lot of issues. With... No, you're never going to get it to look exactly natural, are you? So there's going to be people who are going to be quite disappointed because they're always a bit perkier than they should yeah. be. But some fake boobs look a lot better than others, so you've got to wonder: mm. is that down to the surgeon, the style it's been done? the how much they pay for it, where have they got it done? Yeah, it's, it's the ones where you've got like a massive gap down the middle and then just two perfectly round cube cubes. <laughs> <laughs> round cubes. Well, there the you go, that's the issue. Gotta love those round cubes. That's the stethism for oh, today. It's going to so be a lot of them, I think. <laughs> well, we'll see how we go. But I've got some other details as well. I've got two uh, little interviews of uh, people who got the, the like, it's like the, um, an advert, so I had to take out like, all the advertising stuff in it, but I got two uh, little comments, that, well, two audios that I found. All right, okay. Cool. Okay, so this this one is uh, for someone who was satisfied with the surgery. I got my breast implants, and I'm so happy with them. This is Jane. Ever since her operation to have breast enlargements, her life has changed for the better. Jane now walks with the confidence that she always wanted. And she gets catcalled from the men and bitched about by women. So make that change and be like Jane. Enjoy your body for the rest of your life. Well, the L Jane sounds like it's changed their world. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, the better. Apparently. Well done. You've got your pseudo American accent on that one, on that pre-recording that you've done. That wasn't me. Are you not Jane? I wasn't Jane. Listen, no. do you don't think something's slightly odd about three grown men here talking about <laughs> fake boobs and all of a sudden you're talking as Jane? Well, Jane seemed quite confident. What are you trying to tell us here? You have to, uh, you have to Thailand him for some operations. This is why he's brought it forward. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's anything like that, no. Couple. I found it online on the same website I was looking. Our confidence body issues and shit. <laughs> Trapped inside their own body dot com. Is that your page? But I got another one as well that wasn't so impressed about the uh, um, surgery. By the way, we we have some journalistic integrity. Yeah. Um, do we still have it after this? <laughs> do we ever have it? Well, we have to ask the listeners and find out. Well, let's we'll... listen to this completely genuine um, <laughs> advert that you've found on. Uh, our bodies trapped like... trapped inside a man's body dot com. <laughs> okay, well this is a bad this is a bad report, so it might be a bit of a tearjerker. Just preparing you in advance, okay? All right. When I got my breast implant surgery, the procedure went wrong. 
I went through 18 pints of blood and now my breasts are not symmetrical. Is this a guy? This is Susanna Lynn. Breast surgery has changed her life. Susanna Lynn wanted to have an ample bosom. Due to complications during her operation, the surgery has failed Susanna Lynn. One of her breasts is sagging and the other is looking at the moon. Don't be like Susanna Lynn. Think about your breasts. Compelling stuff. Was that from? Wow. Is, is that from the movements to keep your keep it real? <laughs> the keep it real movement. Keep what real? The, your boobs real. don't change your boobs. Don't change your that boobs. Sounds like this is on the same. That sounds really site. political. So I assume it's part of some sort of group who's like trying to, you know, don't let them invade your bodies with this foreign Kiev-like breast augmentation. Well, yeah, Preserve. I mean, it sounded quite severe what she went through as well. Susanna Lynn don't, must have suffered. Don't, she, she really must have suffered. It sounded like she had know, a very, yeah. very tough life, to be fair. You know what would have been... Like it caused a lot of vocal At the end of it, maybe well. it should have just gone, don't look for the moon when you can reach for the stars. Stay all natural. That's what Weak. he should have said. That, that, that narrator. What was she called, Susie? Susanna Lynn. Susanna, how many times have you listened to this advert you've made up? Well, I'd say I'd do the research. <laughs> oh, I'd right. Okay. Do all the research. Was this from the same website as well? Because that's, yeah. that's, that's amazing. Our confidence, our bodies. Yeah. yeah. And as always on the Disaster Attic, we, we do two different conflicting stories because we want to have an even balance of, uh, of what we talk about. Yeah, yeah j- journalistic, um, whatever that was we forgot about. Let's be honest, we are not journalists. No, no, no of course not. No. It's, just, it's just like a funny comment that I thought that someone tried to bring up for a laugh. So mm. I thought, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> In that last one, Susanna Lynn kind of sounded like a... Um, Paige. Like, like, like if Paige was... Um, I got my breast implant surgery. It sounded like a gangster. <laughs> Joe Pasquale. When I got my breast implant surgery, you right, fuck. <laughs> I'm funny how? Funny because I'm flat-chested? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, well, I'm glad we could take that seriously. That's very funny. Yeah. But did anyone know anyone's had any breast implants? Or um, cosmetic surgery? Not breast implants, no. Not no. personally. I've known people through people who've had them. Things like that, like aunties and people and uncles. Not probably not uncles. <sighs> Definitely not uncles. I don't know any uncles. Well, there was a show once where a guy did get breast implants. It was for a bet. And it was, he, he got paid by his mate like 10 grand or something. He had it done. And then his mate was kind of shocked because he, he liked him so much he didn't have him taken out. It's <laughs> 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 like, imagine that waking up and going, hello, girls. Oh, it's still me. Uh, that's weird. That's I, mean, strange. I, I struggle with these, <laughs> let alone having implants. Find that's what, that that's what mainly people say, though. I mean, they were probably only joking about it in comedies and stuff, but. How do you even get outside of the house when you've got a pair of boobs? That's like, like, a, like an in-joke sort of comedy thing. Like um, moobs. Well. Like meatloaf. Or perk moobs. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Let's drag on. Let's drag on. So, next topic oh, wait, wait, to talk about. For that, quick decision. Quick decision, quick question. Do you prefer real or fake? I've never had fake, so... I've never had fake, no. So you both got real ones? Yeah. That's right. Okay, uh, real or fake if you're watching adult entertainment. Not that we all... Watch adult entertainment, but you mean like um, like Deadpool two? Yeah, yeah. So real or fake? Yeah. I'd say I prefer real. Mm. I'm but probably saying naturally proportions because there are some awful natural boobs and there's some gorgeous natural boobs. Mm. True. So I'll stay with the gorgeous ones. <laughs> right. Mind you, I, I can't be I can't be picky. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, you can, you can be grey. Reach for the stars. Yeah. Most porn, porn sites are free, so you can pick whoever you want. I'm just going to be grimacing for a moment because my leg has just gone totally dead. Kirsty can clearly hear you talking about natural boobs and those gorgeous boobs you watch on Deadpool 2. So. It's Marina Baccarin, though, isn't it? Oh, Firefly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she looks good in Firefly. She but looks good in everything. I don't know. I mean, she's in... Um, she was in Homeland, Homeland, wasn't she? I didn't think she... I mean, you actually saw her boobs, and I thought, they look better than they were in... So what episode was this? It's the first one, I think, wasn't it? Episode, oh, yeah, episode. Well, it's episode like pretty one. much when he gets back, isn't it? Yeah, and he's just like sat down in front of her and just starts whacking one out. Yeah. With her naked. Fair enough. He can't perform. It's very disturbing. Yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Homeland, first episode. I Thank see. <laughs> see, there's a reason I have this pad. Yeah, I like you've made that <laughs> note there. <laughs> Got it recorded too, so we all know. Everybody knows now which, which episode to see Marina Bracker in naked. Exactly. I'm going to go home and just go to Kaylee. Kaylee, do you fancy starting watching Homeland? <laughs> 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 Heard it's good. Oh, I don't know. After the first episode, nah, I didn't enjoy it too much. <laughs> Suck it off. So, yeah, what was your next topic of conversation you were going to come forward about before I started talking about breasts again? Yeah, I know. Uh, I wanted to talk about, because it's almost World Cup week, or World Cup month, for how long it lasts for, month. for the footballs. And I just wanted to like talk about the previous World Cup and how funny the uh, music was for... <laughs> Brazil. Brazil. The ITV yeah. coverage, obviously. If you it was could, ITV, oh, yeah. it was terrible. You can put any sort of like thing on a loop continuously. Fucking Brazil. But There's in, nothing to it. Can you remember anything else about that song? I remember they knit the song. They knit the thing song for it. Because I can't remember what that was, but it's someone else. Someone else wrote in that. I, I don't, see, I don't even remember that. All I remember is Brazil in my head Do constantly. Because every ad break, it came up. Brazil. It did, every advert. So you haven't got the uh, theme tune on your phone, have you? Uh, no, I've not, no. Oh, that's a shame. I could have a look for it. You have a look. So that's what you should have been doing. Well, I, I, I wanted to bring up the breast implant thing because I thought I went to town on that. Fair enough. Hopefully the, the person who wanted us to talk about breast implants um, is is pleased with that 48-minute segment. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> about 20. 20 minutes. 20 minutes on breast implants. Three guys talking about breast implants. <laughs> We're fucking clueless. <laughs> oh, we did it. <laughs> oh, dear. I did, I did my piece anyway. So what's the um, what's the song for this World Cup? Because I'm, I'm not a football fan. But I know it's in it. Russia. Or like I say, we, we, I mean, we, we touched on it last night, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Thinking it was just going to be the Tetris theme tune. <laughs> Moving into some sort of Koshak dance. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Which would have been quite interesting. But surely they should have like an official theme tune. Hmm. D- do they have a sponsor for World Cups? Yeah, they usually do. Yeah. Do we know who the sponsor is? No, we'll find out too. Because they were talking about, they talk about Coca-Cola for the, the South African one, weren't they? Yeah, was it? No, because hmm. they, they, they were saying about um, the Waving Flag song. Oh, they stole Coca-Cola took that. Coca-Cola originally had that there, and then the I don't know the World Cup committee for South Africa decided that they wanted to use it for the um, World Cup song. Is, is it not? Is it not a South African song though? I, I don't even know if Canaan. Canaan is it? Who? Did I have it? no idea. He just even, sounds like a Star Wars buddy. I'm assuming he's South African because otherwise it'd have been quite weird. Yeah, mind you, no. Uh, in Brazil, they had Waka Waka, didn't they? As the uh, main, the big like song for the World Cup, and it was by Shakira, who was Colombian. Oh, so right, okay. Of the actual nationality, so to speak. That's weird, you think it would be, but then it was probably descend into Eurovision madness, wasn't it? The song, the a, a song would be... tournament beforehand of all the songs to be yeah. sung for your World Cup. 
every country should have a proper song because I know some of them do. I know England have had some terrible ones in the past. And before they play the games, they should sing that new song and forget the national anthems. That would be better because our national anthem is boring as hell, isn't it? That's not very exciting, is it? No, especially when you hear some of the Eastern European ones, which are just bouncy and literally shouting it. I mean, out. That, I like mine. Mine's like because we always sing Flower of Scotland, oh. and that's a great. It's like a rousing song. God save the Queen. It can be good if it's performed like well, but a lot of the times it is pretty dull. Hmm, true. By far, it's not the worst. There are many worse ones. I mean, there was talk about at one point like people wanted Rule, Britannia, Rule Britannia as the one, but that's a bit worrying because obviously it's about us trying to like take back our colonies. And <laughs> yeah, no, but then like the third and fourth verse, well, one of them um, from God Save the Queen is about crushing the Scots. So why did we not keep that one in? Especially when we play Scotland. Oh, wait, yeah, that's why I say you should start with that and get my country riled up. <laughs> That'd be a good one if, we, if it was England versus Scotland in football, in rugby. You mm. play that one by mistake, you know, whoops. Play that <laughs> and then <laughs> all the Scottish are getting outraged about it. And we, we lose the tactics, lose the reds. We would just reply by singing uh, Real Britannia. It's like, where are your colonies gone? <laughs> where is your empire? <laughs> so have you managed to find... Um, any information out about this? Well, I'm going to go for the uh, the Brazil song. Oh, all right, okay. Okay, okay. Try to see if this comes through. Is there any adverts? Oh, I don't want to hear it. Don't, don't play okay. it. It'll be in my head. Hey! Welcome to Brazil. Thanks for listening to us today. Woo! Oh, that's it. Oh, my God, no. No, no, no. Turn it off. This is too much. This is fun. No. That was the three-minute version. That was really bad. So, Could you survive oh that? That'd be your torture. That and Jiggy Wigs. That'd be your torture. Oh, that is... Oh. It's about to just him to turn it off. That has brought back so many bad memories of every ad break. Yeah. It was that. So, anyway, for the FIFA World Cup Russia... Yeah, uh, the main partners through FIFA is Adidas, Coca-Cola, Gazprom, yeah, yeah. gas company, uh, Wonder Group, Hyundai and Kia. They all seem to get it. Qatar Airways and Visa. So, right, okay, big big names. No one standing out really, is there? Well, yeah, they just it feels like the same. I mean, I know like Hyundai and Kia always like do any mm-hmm. sports event that comes on. Coca-Cola, they always do. They usually have a beer, but don't they? Or yeah, because they normally have. They had the the Cronenberg beers that you had, weren't they? World Cup specific. And the other uh, year it was um, Budweiser. Uh, mm. Unless it's Budweiser. Just... Oh, are they uh, on it? Yeah, they're on further down. Now, I'm surprised it's an uh, American beer. And it's mm. in Russia. Considering Americans aren't even in it this year. They've got it? all those fantastic Russian beers. Like Baltica 7. Kalashnikov? I've, I don't know any Russian beers. Baltica 7, I think, is... Russian standard. Baltica 7. Uh, I, that might be a beer or a vodka. I'm not entirely sure. But I know Mike's pretty impressed with it. It's bound to be some uh, some good beers. Hmm. They have some regional supporters. I've never heard of any of these. Um, Al Rosa, Alpha Bank, and Rostel. Sorry, I don't. I don't think we need to. We need to hear the regional ones. Because started we'll, off with it's Al Rosa. <laughs> we'll get down to. Al- well, it's FIFA, isn't <laughs> it? It'll be it's like not technically for Russia. It's FIFA. They're going to get the ones that are the biggest. I know, but if you go through market. everyone who's backing it, you'll get down to the point where it's like Alexi's grandmum mm. has given a tenner to one of the ball boys. No, it wasn't Alexi. Dave, or Russian equivalent of Dave. It was Ivan. Davos. Ivan, I would break you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So are you looking forward to the World Cup? Now you've mentioned it and I've nearly pulled my earphones out of my ear. I am, yes. Cool. I'm actually off on the uh, day of the uh, England play, so... 
might go and and watch that in a local house. I'll take it's it. Um, terrestrial TV. Russia's the first game, I assume. Yeah, it's on Thursday this week. Right, okay. So they play... Massive team, I take it, the plane. Uh, Saudi Arabia, is it? Kicking off yeah. with that one. Yeah, I believe it is, actually. Yeah. Because we were talking about that, weren't we, about being Saudi Arabia. It's the Friday it's... night one you want. It's Morocco versus Iran. That's a, that's a, oh! That's a get everyone that's, around the TV that's and watch good. it. That one. As someone with no interest in football, <laughs> that is not going to make me interested. Unless they all wear matching hats or something. I was going to say matching kits then. <laughs> Don't More they do that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, I mean, there's only really one big standout game in the whole of the group stage, isn't there? And that's like uh, Spain, Portugal. That would be a pretty good one. Oh, Spain, even I know Spain should have that. Yeah, it should have, but Cristiano Ronaldo, apparently the best player in the world at the moment, going to FIFA. Don't know, you're looking at the wrong guy here. I know I am, but Paige is looking at something else entirely. I think he's been caught, well, yeah, distracted by fake arrest again. June 14th, Russia and Saudi Arabia at uh, Lux Nikki Stadium. What's Nicky? What's Nicky? Oh, I have seen something on the World Cup about the stadiums. And they were just doing the tours of the stadiums and that. And some of them actually look quite good. There's one in the centre of Moscow. I don't know if that's that one you just mentioned, Lutz Nicker. It would be, yeah. It'd be the main yeah. one. Once the mm. first one you usually play. Usually, and then the final is usually played there as well. Isn't yeah, it? that looks really nice. And it doesn't look like they've done that thing. Well, not with this particular stadium. You know, where they've just spent, uh, spent millions building a shitload of brand new stadiums like Brazil did. Mm. Now... They're all in ruins and stuff like that. Yeah, because they built them far too big for what yeah. their league could actually... I mean, I'm sure they've built some them. stadiums and that, but that that one in the middle of... Uh, I think it used to be the old National Stadium. Hmm. So it's good to see they're I using it. I think it's supposed to be... You've, you've got to have like over 30,000 people can fit into each stadium. And so obviously when you have them right, in it, they're supposed to be doing it in Qatar, so they've got to build all new stadiums. Mm-hmm. Brazil only had a few which were over that kind of like threshold. And that's why England have always tried putting themselves forward because the majority of, well, not the majority, but we wouldn't have to build any stadiums. All the stadiums would already be there. They'd just have like a bit of renovation work done to them. Yeah, well, they did that for um, the Euros. Euros they did yeah. pretty much the, the, all the stadiums all the way around England. Mm-hmm. They've got a Millennium Stadium as well. Yeah, exactly. Do you think the UK kind of... will ever have it? Because the bidding process England's... seems corrupt as anything. I don't really? know. <laughs> because <laughs> Qatar, that great footballing nation. Yeah. yeah. They, they paid off FIFA. I'm sure they did. I'm sure there was like some scandal about them I mean, paying this, off This FIFA. is an allegation that they've paid off FIFA, not, not, not actually. And they may have. And then you've got the Russians who have a, obviously a big issue with uh, racism within their own league. Mm. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it stinks. It, it does a bit, but you do what you do, don't you? You've got to play it somewhere. Just because it's not in your home town, uh, home country where you've got like, a little bit of an advantage. It just feels like it should be this far better nations where it could be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know enough about football anyway. Fair dude. No. That's just like outside his point of view. <laughs> it, it was it was allegedly all corrupted. So we'll have to see what games, well, where they're going to be playing next. World Cups and whatnot. Uh, Qatar, then the anyway, the Portugal, Portugal and Spain won. That's on Friday. That's on Friday at seven. So I think everybody is going to be watching that. Everybody who's everybody. Yeah. Anybody. Mind you, by the time this pod comes out, they might have already watched it. Oh, we and then technically, we're in the past. They, that's at the Fisht Olympic Stadium. Fisht oh. Olympic. Fisht. F I S H T. That sounds like someone who's pissed and just wants to fist someone. But I know. <laughs> sorry for bringing fisting up. Like Terrible. Within the first I'm, half an hour of this podcast, I've bad memories of that. <laughs> so who, who's who's going to win the whole thing? Coke. Mm, it's going to be a for four different teams. I reckon Peru. Brazil, Germany. I would love Peru to win it because I put fifty p on before they qualified. What about New Zealand? Uh, they're out. 
What? Don't think New Zealand are no, playing. Qualify. That's, that's embarrassing. It's because they all play rugby. They're the best team in the world. At rugby. At rugby, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am going to end up watching some of it because um, we'll, we'll end up watching it at work and stuff like that. So I'll pick a team to follow and I'll have the occasional flutter to keep myself interested. Otherwise, I'll be I'll be bored to death. Mm. I've managed to pull out uh, South Korea in a sweepstake at work. All right. How yeah. are you feeling about that? Is um, that good? No. <laughs> That's like um, pulling out ooh, Tonga. That's not bad. In uh, rugby union. That's all right. <laughs> I'm assuming... <laughs> I don't know if enough about rugby union. Tonga might be actually all right. Okay, no, nah, they're, they're not. They're not particularly good. Uh, yeah, so they're not going to do anything. Uh, eight years prior to this, not the last World Cup, the World Cup before, I pulled out North Korea. Oh, so, right. Okay, yeah. so you're trying to unite your people. That's, trying my best. That's really know. good idea. Yeah, so um, I have nothing to look forward to money-wise on this World Cup. How much have you put in? Uh, it was two quid a team. I did I did put in again and managed to get Croatia out of it. That'll at least keep me going. Why are you even gambling? You might be buying a house. Yeah, I know. Does your other half know? No. <laughs> she doesn't know, but I've got it. Two pounds, that page. I know. Two pounds. Just two pounds. Just two pounds. That's where it starts, I... though. That is where it starts. Oh, it's only two pounds. And then before he knows it, he's put on a hundred two pound bets, and that's two hundred pounds. Well, talking about bets in the uh, Brazil World Cup. I think you did quite well in one of the games. Yeah, in the Brazil's biggest downfall. Brazil, Brazil, Germany, and yeah, that's that's weird that I did all right because I, I have a flutter now and again, and I didn't really know who was going to win that game, so I had like fifty quid on the game to begin with, and then Germany kept scoring goals, and every time they scored a goal, I'll put the winning on from that. So I had one in play thing, um, and then by the time it got to goal seven, it was like next goal Germany. I was like £100 a time. And obviously, whatever I won from that net score one, I then put on the net score and net score and net score. So you kept putting the money that you won from the previous goal. Yeah. That's amazing. So when Brazil scored, what happened then? Then it was say, oh, right, you've won, say it was £100, it was 150 Then I had to go on and bet in play, in the imply, and bet on the net score. So yeah. I did that and kept doing that and doing that. And then I think I didn't do it when they scored. I can't remember when Brazil actually scored where it was. I can't remember if it was they were, was it actually when they were six nil up or seven nil up. I think it was later. Yeah, it was definitely towards the end of the game. Yeah. Um, it, obviously, they weren't going to come back. I think I got to I got to a point and I thought I'm not I can't gamble any more of this money because it's getting serious money now. Yeah. <laughs> Just gamble it all away. Yeah, but it's never actually your. You've never. You're not losing that money. Yeah, because you never had it you never to had lose, it to except for your initial stake. Yeah, yeah. I get you. That's a gambler's justification, though. Exactly, and not my justification because I just can't ever do that. Yeah, so I came out with uh, six hundred and fifty from that one game. Six hundred and fifty quid. Yeah, I thought that's that's me for that World Cup. I am not going to be betting <laughs> anymore. That is my lucked out in one game. Could have put it one more and just say, yeah, Germany scored first in the final as well. One, but, one nil. Yeah, but like comes to the point where you need to start reining you in because if I'm like going, all right, next goal, I feel like they're going to score next. Yeah, let's put that hundred pound on. It's like what? Mm. Brazil were the last to score in that game. Oh, yeah. but there you go. Then that's probably so you probably got six hundred and fifty. I thought, yeah, that's good. it. They're not going to go for eight. I'm not bothering. So it's five nil at half time and seven one at the end, and then five Os- nil after, Oscar scored five after twenty five minutes or something like that, wasn't it? Have a look. Just absolutely destroyed them. Early doors. I was playing football indoors and one of the uh, guys yeah. who... The first five goals happened in the first 29 minutes. Yeah. So, so this World Cup, do do we feel like there's going to be... If there is going to be like a big scoring game, what game's that going to be? I think when Panama do England. <laughs> the Panama are in it? <laughs> yeah. They're in a group stage. But New Zealand aren't. Scotland aren't, yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> 
that's just to be honest, that's probably one of the reasons why I started to go off football. It's like, well, Scotland aren't making it to any of the bloody things. <laughs> oh, the best, best one I've ever seen, best football tournament I've seen is when England didn't make it to one. They spotted Turkey all the way, last minute goals constantly. <laughs> is that USA? Uh, no, it was uh, Yo uh, 2008, I think it would have been. Was it? Oh, right. Yeah, so going back a bit. Oh. But I just picked a random team, watched all the games in a pub. Oh, right. Have you got any recommendations for a random team for me to uh, follow them? Uh, Peru, unbeaten since November 2016. I keep saying this, they're going to lose like 6-0 in the first game. Have they not played the game since November 2016? No, they're in a qualifying group with Brazil and Argentina and teams like that. So Really? Yeah, but they play about 8,000 feet, well, not quite 8,000 feet. Oh, the altitude thing. Yeah, about 4,000 feet above sea level. So. Yeah, but different playing in Russia. Yeah. What different climate. All that, yeah, what's going to happen there? Well, it's not going to be that cold. A Norway in it because it's freezing in Norway. Well, it's all G4 It's, it's all G4 freezing pitches. in Norway now unless you're right at the very north, is it? No, it's still, it's still pretty cold. And, and they've not got any games in like Siberia, so I, I think we'll be all right on that point. Oh, um, damn it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, in your next game, it's up here in Siberia. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think Belgium would be a good team to watch. Oh, mm. someone did a um, FIFA, was it FIFA 18 it's out right now? Yeah. They did yeah. that thing that the Americans do, you know, where they just let the game play through the World Cup. Oh, no, it wasn't FIFA 18. It was a football manager. And they played the World Cup 100 times. The top team that won that World Cup 22 times, Belgium. Belgium. Are, are, they, are they actually good? Because I don't hear anyone talk about Belgium as being a potential... They've got a, very... got a lot of good players. Mm, it's just whether they actually gel together. They've got uh, yeah. Roberto Di Matteo as manager, haven't they? So that's always yeah. going to be a little bit of a downfall. Got it used to be a Wigan's manager. Yeah, they've got players, but they're all from different other football teams. So as you say, with Spain, they've got a better chance because mainly their football players are all playing for the same side. Real Madrid or Barcelona. That's true. And they would have that's come true. through, like the. I assume they've got academies and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, so they'll come through well, playing with each other and then as they've gone on. So there's players like Bellerin at Arsenal. He's not in the World Cup squad, granted, but it's, it's just as an example, he's gone from uh, Barcelona's youth team, he's gone on to Arsenal. Arsenal just poached him when he was young. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. So there's all different players who've come up through those kind of um, young teams. They're playing together as well in the under-19s, the under-21s, you know, oh, the, yeah. the yeah, youth uh, international teams. I suppose that like, when you get called up for the national teams, you don't have a lot of time to gel as a national team. So any advantage you can get with that sort of thing is obviously going to be preferable. Yeah, And that's why yeah. a lot of national teams, I would assume, don't make a, a vast amount of changes because it can disrupt what time you've got in your preparation and that yeah, Spe- exactly. speaking of uh, football manager 2018 uh, and the world cup on my recent save uh, where i am playing southampton that's where i am either way uh, it was the world cup and denmark won it oh denmark won the world cup all right so Do you, who were they against in the final i can't remember i'd have to find that's it bad. out it's got casper snikel in the net so. yeah casper dolberg up front this dog called casper it's great casper <laughs> the friendly ghost on the wing <laughs> Ghosting yeah. past defenders. Casper mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an advert there. <laughs> you love your adverts. I do. Actually. Actually. I yeah. think I'm really good at adverts. So if Ooh. you uh, if you agree or disagree with Adam, please <laughs> leave a message on the Twitter feed. You can also comment on Castbox. At disaster that. attic. You can leave a comment on Castbox where we've uh, hosted it for the past week. Yeah, yeah. That's so. true. Twitter's probably going to be a lot easier. Hmm. Swiss is actually going to go quite well, and actually, I'm quite proud about that. Oh, okay. Are we up to four people now? We do need to do another like a banner type Twitter, so that you can see the disaster attic going across from side to side because it's just zoomed in, so it just looks like the bottom of disaster with the top of attic. Well, what do you mean? Well, the the logos that you've done. Yeah, they're not banners. 
Exactly, so we need one that's like a banner. Okay, but you need to decide which one you actually want. I've just chosen all of them. I just like put a different one on a different page. Well, I'm not, I'm not doing nine banners. Just needs one banner. <laughs> but we need, we need one where like the disaster and the attic are both on the same line. All right. Well, if you're so. listening to this, go and have a look on the Twitter. Yeah. And decide which logo you actually want. So what do you guys think? Yeah. Oh, so you're asking us then. So. Yeah. What do you think guys it, think? It was think? One and seven or one and six before. What, what do guys you think? <laughs> All right, let's let's jog on. What's what's next? What Can't, is next? Unless you've got anything else about the World Cup. Uh, not yeah. no, because otherwise I'll bore the hell out of you. But oh um. yeah, no, let's keep it going fast then. Okay, so another question that we asked by our friends, <clears throat> friends in the know, was if you had to spend one day with oh, any per. Oh. I forgot about this. Yeah, you can, no, no, you can say it. It's just no. It's keep going. Difficult. Oh right, yeah, okay. yeah, keep going. Yeah, because it got a bit of groan over there from uh, Grace microphone. And get it's, it's, it's a cheap microphone, man. Just thought so. That's why I was asking about it. That chair you want. So, <laughs> if there was one person that you have or you can think about that you want, <laughs> it sounds spend. really weird. <laughs> if there's one person that you, that you can have in your or basement. you think about <laughs> alone in your life for one more day. Who would that person be? And how would you drug them? So basically, it's going to be any would person alive or dead. Alive or dead, fictional, non-fictional. Yeah, go on in. Yeah. It's got crazy. So you could have oh, everything. one day with that person. All right. I'm assuming. I'm going to need some uh, time to think about this. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Do you have one to hand? Homer Simpson. Okay. I'm joking. I got a clue. But that's what's came up on me. A little feed here. Top 10 fictional characters you'd like to spend a day with. I bet you... On top 10, um, there's bound to be a fantasy character. Harry Potter will be there. I'm not going to say... No, I don't think Harry Potter... Oh, he will be. Lord of the Rings. Someone from Lord of the Rings. And Legolas. I don't know. There we go. I'm out of Lord of the Rings characters now. Oh, no. um, no. Bilbo. I bet I'll be a freaking hobbit. Can't stand hobbits. Yeah, no, but you can feel tall again. (laughs) Why don't you feel tall? Next to me and Paige. Well, Stez is doing the best at the moment because Bilbo Baggins is number two. How the hell? I, mean, I, did, I, I did say Lord of the Rings. You would never have got to Bilbo without me saying Lord of the Rings. No, but he's more the Hobbit anyway, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Same universe. Right, let me let me have a guess who else is on this. Fictional one. So you said Homer Simpson was number one. No, it's ten. ten. Oh, oh, it's number ten, I think. Is it American? Um, oh, you know what? I don't actually know who this person is. If it's I, American... I, I, know, I, know, I know what they ate, what it is, but I don't know where they're from. If it's, it's American... San Diego. One of the common ones from the American roundtables is uh, a character from Catcher in the Rye, but I don't know what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the main character from Catcher I, in the I Rye. Do it at, Holden uh, Caulfield. Is he who, the main character in Catcher in the Rye? He's number one. He wrote, who wrote Holden Caulfield? Is yeah. a song by Green Day. Old, old yeah, but why is, why is he number one? I don't understand the reason why. Because he's it was one. such a profound novel for Americans. I'll check out who he is. All right, well, yeah, he's number one. Bilbo's two. And Homer's ten. I don't know. I, I think I think when you Great. when you're considering it, it has to be someone who you feel like you can have a genuine conversation with. You've actually got a connection or some similar interest of it, some sort. It's a it's a very bizarre one, really. Like the next one is Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind. Okay. And then after that is Mr. Bush from Horatio Hornblower. Some strange ones coming through here. I know. I mean, if you want a fictional, some people like God and Jesus. That'd be an interesting fictional character to meet all with. Mm, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's like fictional bases in like. Oh, Holding Caulfield is uh, catching the eye, by the way. Yeah, he, yeah. he said. All yeah, right. Yeah. 
Fine, I looked it up anyway. Oh, thanks. Took me time. Jessica Rabbit. They say, I don't get that. Yeah. No. I get that, but... I'd be so bored. Only if I was yeah, a so character as well. Bertie Rooster. So none of these, none of these ones are real people then, aren't they? This is a, fic- a top fictional. ten fictional one. Yeah, top ten oh, fictional right, okay. list of people that you want to spend a day with. This is a good one, I think. I'd, I'd like this one. Hercule Poirot. Oh. From Agatha Christie. You say crispy then. Crispy. I think... <laughs> I, I think Jean-Luc Picard... So we could have Earl Grey tea together. Yeah, you don't really learn much about his like life before Star Trek. I, think, um, I reckon. I reckon. I, I that's why I want to see like how did Jean Luc Picard become captain of the Enterprise? Well, they had that flashback episode when he was like uh, a little kid, a and, and he also had one when he was on the Stargazer, which is where he first met Beverly Crusher. Um, I think he had a little toupee at the time as well. I'm, I'm just gonna go with that. So I would like to know the story of that that hair. The story of the hair. So it, it, when you were saying about um, John Luke Picard, you want to know a bit more about his backstory in that case, Preacher from um, Firefly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, spoilers, if you've seen Serenity, you will find out that you will not ever find anything more out about Preacher and you need to know some more bits. Because... I think if they got funding and they managed to come back with a series, they would just ignore the film. So that way they could have Wash and him back. Yeah, you couldn't have Wash back, could you? Yeah, spoilers. it just wouldn't work. Not really. No, no, it's too old now. That's what I was thinking. Like, they were going to be bringing back... Firefly, it'd be everything before Fly, Firefly. Yeah, but going back to um, like other brown coats. fictional would be Jean Luc Picard. Non-fictional, I think Nathan Fillion is really an interesting guy. Mm. I do as well. He's yeah. very big geek culture. Just he's just a really engaging person if you watch him on any of the cons or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, probably that. And that's just me on the spot. Had I considered this question far better than I've just done, I probably could have. Come up with something a bit more profound. Yeah. That's what you get for now. Mm. But if I was with um, Jean-Luc Picard, could I ask him to tell me about certain technologies and stuff so I could then sell it? That'd be an idea. Because that, that changes the question altogether then, doesn't it? Yeah, actually. Hmm. It's like, Jean-Luc, uh, can you tell me about that industrial replicator you've got so you can just make anything out of energy? I haven't got a clue either, and make Graham. It, make, make it so. See, I, I'd like to All be... I know, do is I was stand in front and point at the screen and say, this is what we all should do. Have you watched Star Trek? <laughs> all of them. I don't Me... know, who, who was that? That was, that was Jean-Luc Picard of the Starship Enterprise. Make it show. See, a real person I'd like to meet. Make um, it show. I don't know, Dave Phillips from like 40 years in the future. Who's Dave Phillips? Exactly, no one knows. He's not been born yet, but he'll oh, be able to tell me all the results of elections, football... Everything like that. Oh, you want like bets on. the sporting almanac from Back yeah, to the Future? He's just what a person. It, yeah, a human sporting almanac. What if Dave... For 24 hours just writing down everything he says. What if Dave Phillips isn't into sport? Well, like I said, that's why I said politics as well. Uh, it, world moments. I think he like hates that. politics as well, Dave. Yeah, I know. He's a bit of a dick. Yeah. I think he's a Tory, you know. I'll leave him alone. He's not even been born yet. Exactly, that's his problem. You for today. So he'd be your real person. He'd be my real person, Who yeah. your fictional one be? I said preacher before. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Yes, I can't you think of um, anyone off the top of my head. I mean, I, I, the reason I chose Dave Shepherd's book, Alan Phillips, Phillips, Phillips. Because I also can't think of anyone off the top of my head. So I was just trying to think of a way to get overhead in the world. Mm. Or just cheat life. Cheating life's a good way to go, isn't it? How would you do that though? Would you have to time travel? Well, no. I'd just meet him. You, if if you can meet a fictional character, you surely you can meet someone who's not been born yet. If you can meet a dead person, surely you can meet someone who's not been born yet. But the reason that you wanted to go see this Dave Phillips man yeah. is to learn all what happened in the, in his past. 
Yeah, so, so you'd have to wait until he became a person, then you would already know that information. But otherwise, I'd have to travel back in time if I went to meet someone from the past. Ah, good point. Yeah, you got me there. I'm, I'm stunned. <laughs> you sound it too. <laughs> finish me off. <laughs> right now. So you just asked me to finish you off. Not you. All right. Dave All Phillip- right. Dave- All right. Put me down then. Dave Phillipson's. Anyway, so the top ten Simpsons characters you would like to spend a day with. None of them. Because I don't like The Simpsons. What? But if you did... No. Go on, don't be so cold. I, well, I don't know. All right. Um, you know Homer Simpson, don't Mo. you? Mo. So you'd look better by comparison. Mo. Uh, it's like, yeah. Mo. Then he'd serve you drink. Yeah. Start a tab. If you're only meeting him for a day, you don't know you're never going to be back there again. Then, he's, he's not on the list. Oh, yeah. Mo's is lack. I'm assuming you're going to have... Homer's going to be on there. Is it top ten? Yeah. So Homer's, got, Homer's number one. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have... What's... Um, Barney... What's Figgy's mum called? Oh, not the mum. Pat, is it Patty? The twins, the no, smoky ones. Yeah, them two. They're not on there either. So I'd have Mo and them. Uh, yeah. Um, Anyone's just grumpy, I'll, I'll have. Is Ralph Wiggum is number two. That would be just the most frustrating thing in the world. Which one's Ralph? Uh, Hi, Super Nintendo Charmers. Oh, he's a little kid. Yeah, he yeah he's um, Chief Wiggum's son. Oh, right, okay. Chief Wiggum's number three. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Who, I know. He, it's a terrible one. This Where's this from? Yeah. This is from the internet. So I'm assuming Lisa's going to be on Top 10s.com. Top 10s. Top 10s.com. Yeah. Yeah, Chief Wigan was there. Uh, Baking my way, guys. That's like, my impression of him. And then after that was Lionel Hutz, which is, is the... Who, who? Lionel Hutz is the... Um, oh, what's he called now? The like, the lawyer. I'm sure he's a lawyer. Yeah, he's a lawyer in like the earlier stuff, but he's not in the end in the last... Late stuff. For some reason in my head, so I've got it. Was, did John Lovitz voice it? Uh, or am I just making that up completely? I'm not sure, you know. I can try and find out. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, you don't have to. I was just like, for some reason, you know, sometimes got? I've got like random information in my brain. John Lovejoy. Lovitz, the comedian. Bloody hell. Someone's having a drink. Ooh. I don't know, you know. You might be. Is that what look? This is amazing. If I pull this out of my ass, this would be amazing. I know, you, I know who you mean. Is that you guys think he's a really good comedian? Yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, exactly. Just looking at his filmography as I'm doing. I That's think he has done voice acting. The Simpsons. Oh, hey. Right, let's have a look. Scroll in. it down, scroll it down. Let's have a look. John Lovitz was on The Simpsons at one point, but he voiced a different character, I'm sure of it. He voiced a like a one off character. Oh, okay. Uh, Sad times. Like you said, desperate kind of guy. No, he wasn't Lionel Hutz. He was Artie Ziff. No, he had Duarte. Sinclair, Selma's Cigarette, Enrico Iratazio, and Cleckling Sinclair again. Okay. Artie Ziff. Artie Ziff's probably the most. And Jay name. Sherman. Yeah, I'm drawing the blank on all of those. Yeah, I know. I've gone into a weird, weird subject. Yeah. <laughs> so, next top 10. <laughs> gone into a weird subject. So, next top 10. Next top 10 characters you'd like to be in... Bed with. Days of Your Lives. The top 10 characters in Days, Days of, of Our lives. lives. Days of Our Lives. Days of your, Our Lives. Our yeah. Lives. The American yeah. Soap. Yeah, that's right. Joey from top Friends. 10. Joey from Friends is number one. Is yeah. <laughs> that's all I know. I, I know the show exists, but I only know that he was a fictional character within um, a fictional TV series. Heather Locklear. No, she wasn't in it, no. I, th- I don't know. She this is it? so random. Why are we Mary talking Rose about Place. Days of Our Lives? All right. Did you say Melrose Place now as well? Yeah, she's in Melrose Place, wasn't oh. she? I, I thought yeah. you meant you'd brought up a top ten for Melrose so Place. You want right, people who are actually in it or people who want to be in it? Who you'd like to spend the day with? 
From Days of Our Lives. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Drake Ramore is number one. Right. Dr. Drake Ramore is evil twin. I'm sure they've referenced that at some point. Uh, he's not in the top ten, no. How about Man with Concussion? Man with Amnesia? No. Uh, woman with Amnesia? Oh, yeah. Evil, evil twin? Yeah. yeah. Evil twin woman with ca- 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 Amnesia? Yeah. <laughs> Gave birth to uncle's um, pet dog. But calculon, nice, I thought you... Uh, baby daddy. Amnesia. Baby daddy. Put baby daddy on. Oh, no. I said the wrong one. Almost. Just thinking of Futurama quotes, then. Same. From the uh, All My Circuits... Do you ever watch Future Armor? No, I've seen like the odd episode. And the All My Circuits thing is like basically a, a, a piss take of the Days of Their Lives kind of idea. Oh, okay. All My Circuits? All My Circuits. It's just... So, a, Bender, was it? Uh, no, Bender's not in it. It's like Calculon. Oh, know? okay. He's like the main character, the reason for it being there. It's just some of his quotes fantastic, which I won't bother going into right now because there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> Out of reference quotes is not a good idea. So. Yeah, well, you know, if someone gets it, someone gets it. But Calculon, I thought you were. Egyptian? <laughs> what the hell? Exactly. <laughs> Context quotes. Oh, was, oh, there we go. That's a good example. What are we doing over there, Paige? I don't know what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> I was tired of wondering. Top top 10 women with fake breasts. Top, I'm on top 10 sugar babies who had 10 sugar daddies and found love with one. What? I don't know. This this is getting out of control now, this, this top 10 thing. We need to... Bar that website from your uh, your computer. That's a top five yeah. websites you need to bar from your computer. That's top ten reasons why we should not talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, so we're out of that. That's another subject complete. Excellent. Tick. Excellent. Did you actually come up with anyone you actually wanted to? No, meet? he didn't say anything. You know what? No, but I just think things are like I'd like to see the day in the life of someone extremely clever and how they go about their business. You know, something like Einstein or Isaac Newton or Just something come to work like with me that. if you want. <laughs> Just come to work with me. Why do you, do you work in a clever place? What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> someone needs to make the tea. <laughs> Can't even do that. All right, cool. So, so does, was that it, Einstein? Someone like that, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see how someone would work in that sort of pressure environment where they just come out with these ideas out of nowhere i mean do they do anything out of the ordinary or do they do something just completely normal and just go about their day-to-day life and just think oh yeah i've got an idea here. let's write this down would you not be worried that because they're so their iq is so much higher than yours that you would struggle to comprehend how they came to conclusions i don't know if i'd really consider about what they were trying to come up with i just would like to see how their day-to-day life would be so okay. like a would they do anything different? Would they spend a day in a bathtub trying to think of ideas? Or would you mm. sit down Not the actual watch? ideas, but would they do anything out of the ordinary? Imagine if you caught them on an off day. You know, it's just like, well, two hours could is, meet them. it's just them having a shit. So oh, I went out last night and, you know, bowels aren't the same now. I'm off to see my stepmom in a bit. Oh, she's a pain in the ass. You know, it's like the worst day in their life. Would you sit down and watch like Rick and Morty and see if they found it funnier than you because they've got the higher IQ? See if the fans are actually telling the truth. But they don't tell the truth. Yeah, no, they don't. What the fans? <laughs> it's, it's absolutely Sorry, what, what are the fans saying? Oh, Rick and Morty fans. You never heard them online. No. Oh, they're, they're a rabid bunch. I mean, I, I like Rick and Morty. I find it funny for what I find it funny for. Yeah. It's bright colours and like noises. <laughs> but, <laughs> they always say like, oh, you, want, you don't understand it because you've not got a high enough IQ for it. It's just bollocks. If you enjoy something, you enjoy it, don't you? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's not a case of, I enjoy it. What a terrible no, point of view. Like, belittling point of view to try they, and put themselves just, on they pick up stuff fucking pedestals think, like princesses. I know. Exactly, they pick up stuff where they think it's true. And for some reason, they go oh. out of the way trying to prove it's correct. And 
all of it's just completely made up and that's the best thing about it that they just take it from one extreme to the next but they get some people who actually believe that stuff that they're talking about yeah and about it's an absolute it's a cartoon to start off with <laughs> there's no truth in it whatsoever it's a clever cartoon very clever cartoon it's I a very clever cartoon it's bonkers I don't, it is. I don't get it Ike's not there it's alright man don't and the, the trolls have batting me down someone has to make the tea oh. <laughs> I can actually make tea <laughs> I can't you guys just don't drink it <laughs> yeah coffee all the way well coffee Alright, cool. Yeah, um, so you did answer that. Thanks. Well done. Took 20, 20 I'd like minutes. To, I'd like to, like to say, like a really clever person to have a bad day, just to make me feel a bit more human. You are human. Yeah, that's true. But you know, if, they, if they've had a bad day... To make them feel seem more human. I guess so, that's what I was going for, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oops. I get you. We're on it. So what was the other question which we got given? I think it was, what is this podcast? That was one of the other questions. Oh, no, we've done that. We did that. Yeah. For like episode one. Exactly. I yeah. think he was actually asking a genuine question. He didn't oh, give a clue right. about it. And he was asking us, what is this podcast? And then we just said, that's yeah, a that's good question. Yeah, that's a great question. question. That will say that one. We won't answer that, though. <laughs> we just found it hilarious. Well, because we don't know. Yeah. Because obviously he wanted ideas. We couldn't give any ideas. That's why we're asking them for ideas. <laughs> Half of, half of all this for people listening actually came from a barbecue we had yesterday yeah. in which we were just asking friends just random questions. And that's why there's no general theme to today's podcast. It's and awesome. it is a bit, a bit rambly. A bit and disjointed. Yeah, it's jumping from section to section. And it's, it's also, <laughs> again, it's quite warm in here. And this time we're all hungover. The or, attic. At least I'm hungover. Paige. Yeah, I'm not 100%. I'm getting a little. I don't feel bad. I just, I just feel really, really hot. Well, you are hot. Yeah, I think it's the beard. It just makes me hot all the time. <laughs> yeah, there's no need to feel hot. You look hot too. Oh, thank you. That's the sweat. Those eyebrows. <laughs> I know. It's glistening. I got so many compliments yesterday for my eyebrows. <laughs> oh, apparently, my missus wants my eyebrows. I thought that'd be weird yeah. if you could swap my eyebrows. So I'm looking at her and she's got my eyebrows. Be, I wouldn't be able to look at her properly. It's like. My eyebrows. But you, obviously you don't pluck them, you don't look after them in any kind of way, shape or form. Except I, well, I wash them. Yeah, I'll give them a good wash. Shampoo, condition. You spit in your own eye. Then perm. Oh yeah, that old school thing. Yeah, that's like, what you should do. Yeah. For people wondering what we should do, because <laughs> <laughs> Paige is just making signals at me. It's that old thing where you used to get your uh, index finger in your pinky, and you lick it and you use you push them from yeah. the inside to the outside. Of your eyebrows. It's from, very important. From the inside of the eyebrows. People at home were then just the trying eyebrows. to put those fingers elsewhere. Glad you said the eyebrows. Glad we cleared that up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now everyone's going to be doing it. Going to be bringing it back. A&E like, is, we doesn't have to worry. We move on, mademoiselle. So festivals, anyone? Festivals? <laughs> it is festival season at the moment. It's a good um, segue there, by the way. I mean, impressed how you managed to move it from eyebrows to sit um festivals well, the last time i went seamlessly. to a festival was I, I was doing the old finger press against the fod and pushing out from the inside of the eyebrow to the outside of the eyebrow <laughs> that's so hard to explain when you're <laughs> trying to say it on there i'm sure that should have a name <laughs> it should have a name i think it's much more catchy if you say the old, the old <laughs> yeah. index got, finger little finger a visual name aren't it? <laughs> <laughs> so festivals you've been to how many i don't know a lot I went to, I've been to Leeds Festival and I've been to Reading Festival and been to Beat Herder Festival. I've been to loads. Beat Herder? Beat Herder, yeah. What's that one? It's in, 
oh, I think it's somewhere near Kendall, I think. No, not Kendall, that's Kendall Carly. <laughs> um, it's somewhere like that way, though. It's like that sort of area. I Lancashire. think it's like near... Lancashire. Lancashire. Yeah, it's like just past... I think it's called Colne or something. Oh, like oh Colne, yeah. 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 I don't know. I know Colne. I'm sure you do. <laughs> so um, that was actually... When I first started going there, it was a mate that I used to live with and it was very, very... like a, It wasn't very popular at all. Mm. So we could find spaces in tents in, in tents wait, wait, wait. camping find spaces in other people's tents or in, well you you could find your tent to be spaced nearer to where the uh, entrance was oh, to right, the festival right. so you weren't like work, walking about three or four miles just to get to the front of the to get to the, the queue end thing yeah I don't know what I'm saying now cool <laughs> but, welcome um, to my world <laughs> but as the years went on it got more and more expensive and more and more busy and it just sort of lost that sort of like you know secretive niche where you can just go into a festival stand wherever you want to at the mm. front of the at the front of the stadium or st- stadium stand. stage stage thank you no Jesus, worries I read ST something so it felt good then it felt unique in a way because it yeah. felt a bit more secretive in that not many people knew that, but yeah. then it just got more and more expensive, and then <clears throat> just turned out to be something like Reading No Leeds and it's a bit of a fortune. Yeah, but I think it's still going. I'm not too sure if it's still going or not. There's some farmland, so I'm not mm. too sure if they're still doing it. Was it all music, or was it music, crafts, food, um, cheese? It was mainly music. Oh, cheese. It was mainly like music stages they had there. They had, a, they had this uh, weird like box. It's like a two. It's about a two meter tall box. He had a like, little square hole on the top of it, and at the bottom of it, he had another square hole. And it was inside. It was a slide inside this two meter tall box. It was really weird. He got into it and he came straight out of it, but you bent your body all the way around, and like the amount of people that like, got stuck halfway because they didn't bend the right way. What's the point in that? Just hilarious. Yeah, just funny to watch. It's funny for everyone else. Oh, right, okay. So you yeah. can see it was like see-through? No, you couldn't see through it. It's just like a box with a hole on the top and a hole on the bottom. And you get in the hole on the top and you slide down to the hole on the bottom. Oh, okay. It's like one of like the smallest slides ever. You had, you, had, you, had another, you had another slide as well that was like a small, tiny house, a very, very small house. It was like a miniature-sized house where you could just like... You can sit in, in this room, mm-hmm. but in the fireplace, they had a little hole in the fireplace that you could crawl through and then drop down a little slide. So was this a festival for slides? No, this is just like the, the entertainment part of the uh, festival. You had stages, you had about three or four stages. Surely they've just run out of ideas. I was like, listen, we've got this space. What are we going to do? Oh, Bill's got two boxes that have slides in them what huh <laughs> yeah yeah, br- yeah bring yeah, them yeah we'll use bring them as are they free backup. i'm not paying for that shit are they free yeah they're free yeah they're free yeah, yeah. we'll bill deliver but them because i'm not i'm not collecting them it's just weird that you had like uh, two couches on two two chairs armchairs in this room and you saw these two people sat down in there and you're the next minute there's some guy just walking through and just like climbing inside the fireplace and going down the slide oh okay yeah it's quite funny uh you touched upon their um you know, food and traders and stuff like that, yeah. and cheese. One of the members of, <laughs> of of Blur, I don't know what he's called. The bassist. Yeah, he's got he's his own cheese farm. thing, and he has his own festival on the farm where it's like all food and stuff like that. Yeah. I'd be I'd be really interested to go something like that. Yeah, a food festival would be cracking. Because I've not been to a big music festival, so you've never been to one. No, so I've only been to one. I didn't enjoy it really. I don't think I would enjoy it. I'd like all the things I like about music. And at festivals, like I like camping a lot, but I don't want to camp at a festival. Mm. And just like people 
pissing everywhere and you're having to spend like six quid for a portion of chips. And I got your bodies for pisses. Yeah, and it's rammed everywhere and people stink. But that's a good thing. That's I know, experience. everyone stinks, though. Not just other people, yourself as well. Yeah, but I, I, I don't see what's appealing about that, for me personally. I just get paranoid about my stuff in the tent. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd, massively paranoid. I'd be digging a hole under the tent, then putting the tent back on top. Yeah. At the very least. I've not been to any like main like uh music festivals like downloads or we've got some friends in download right now. Um Park Life's on this weekend as well. Yeah, Park Life's a, a big thing in one of the big parks up in Manchester. Um but I'm probably going to one in Ermston pretty soon. We were talking about Ermston not too long ago. It's it's weird to say, but it's being classed as sort of the next up and coming neighborhood sort of thing and this yeah. this festival they've got going on is like it's got the music it's no one big mm. like cover bands and stuff like that but it also has a, a food festival and it's like a family vibe and stuff like that yeah. so i think that's the next festival i'm going to be going to and that's going to be like a day festival yeah i've heard a lot about that yeah so i'm, I'm actually looking quite forward to it i think it's in a couple of weeks yeah. um but I, I you know me i just like my food i like experiencing new foods um, it's just a, it's just a shame that when you go to these things, um, generally the food is about eight pounds for like six crab balls. Oh Jesus Christ! Not that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went to we went to a craft place not too long ago, and they had these pop up uh, stalls, and we did have these crab balls. They were really nice. I'm not going to say mm. they weren't, but that's the sort of food and prices you expect when you when you go into these uh, these little festivals yeah, I mean, like the, that. The place we went, Hatch in Manchester, so it's on Oxford Road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just underneath uh, one of the bridges which go across, is it the train bridge? Yeah, it's kind of like a little container city with some uh, lots of nice little outlets and uh, food, beer, and uh, yeah. toilets. And it's got some shops on the outside of it which do uh, you know art stuff and flower sh- sh- stalls and stuff like that. So it's it's quite good uh, culturally. I did like how they because um, it's been pretty warm up in Manchester recently. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> We've all suffered. Yeah. Um, but they did actually have some sun cream out. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, uh, it was just on the, basically because I queued for the toilet about eight times. Ah, I've been right. Drinking all night, but um, there was uh, just basically a little like container with about four different sun creams in it. And you could it just basically said help yourself. And I think that's pretty good. Like I'm more inclined to go to like these little sort of outdoor areas rather than go to massive swamps of mud and human sweat of these giant festivals. I'd uh, rather spend my money and you know enjoy it like that. Plus, as well, you're spending your money in the town of your. Like where you live, essentially the, the city you're living in. Yeah, that money goes to those people. It doesn't go to a big festival. It goes to just these people who are doing these independent uh, food stalls, the independent beer stalls, the independent uh, shops, like you say, out the front. Yeah, everything that you spend there is going to go back to them, other than what they have to pay for, obviously, the rent to put the things up there. And in a really, a really hipsterish way, I find it quite educational. I enjoy learning about different foods and different beers and how they're made and stuff like that so you i f- wouldn't feel like i could have that sort of conversation if i was in the middle of a festival and saying what beer have you got yeah, i've got fosters or carlin mate i'm like yeah uh right okay where are your size on <laughs> yeah whereas i found you that grapefruit one yeah which you and then drinking. i got confused and started drinking <laughs> it and thinking this my ipa tastes mm. quite sour <laughs> did you just taste sharp or no <laughs> <laughs> i think we might have the wrong beers <laughs> Quick swap. Oh, that's it. Better. Yeah. So if you are a local brewer and you want to send some beers into us, uh, yeah, we will sample them live um, on air for you. Yeah, brew corner. We'll call it brew corner. Yeah. We'll, we'll limit it to one crate Ouch. each. <laughs> Tested by the brew crew. The brew crew. 
there's also the thing about festivals as well. Like a lot of people, I hear a lot of people like going, oh, we need to get over from stage one over to stage four to see the band that we've come to see sort of thing. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. So it's like, that to me sounds quite stressful. It's like, are you going to be able to find a place where you're going to be able to be, you can hear them, you can mm. maybe not see them clearly. There might be little pinpricks in the yeah. distance and you can see them on a monitor or something like that. Yeah. Um, when, when, speaking of that, I went, when I went to download, it was back in 2006 uh, and Prodigy were on the second stage. All right, yeah. But the main stage was the big outdoor stage. It wasn't It wasn't, wasn't as big as the ones you see on TV. Uh, I know downloads expanded since then. This is obviously 12 years back. But um, the stage, obviously the second stage, it was inside a tent. Oh, okay. So when we finally got down to see the prodigy, you couldn't get in the tent, and all you could hear was the bass from outside it. And it was just pointless, you know. We'd done oh, that sounds that. horrible. There's just I think Guns and Roses was the last band on that weekend. We just decided, oh, we'll leave. We're not even going to stay over that night. Try to put like um, like a, a positive flip on my thoughts on festivals. When you've been to festivals, because you've been yeah. to a few, have you have you discovered artists you wouldn't normally listen to and thought this is okay? I've heard oh. bands who I knew of and found out that they were better than I thought they were. When I heard them live, mm-hmm. there were some bands who I was looking forward to and heard them live. It just didn't quite work in a festival setting. So I saw right. Tool live. Tool is supposed to be great as a live experience, but when it's on a big main stage at night, when you can't quite see all like the uh, they obviously they've got light shows, they've got all that kind yeah, of yeah, the theatre of the whole yeah. thing. It just didn't quite work in that sense. The music was great, but we just gave up after a bit and just thought, mm. oh, we'll move on somewhere because it wasn't it wasn't as good as I was hoping it was going to be, should I say. Whereas I saw a band called Bleeding Through and I'd heard one song by them. So what, and they were fantastic. What so. was your thought then when it's like, oh, your missus or whoever you want, we say, oh, let's go to a festival. What was your initial thing? I'm going to go to a festival because... Oh, because I'd never been to one before. A few of my mates had all done Reading mm-hmm. Leeds. Uh, well, sorry, just Red, uh, not Red and Leeds, obviously, because it's the Northern one. And they'd gone to that a few times. And I thought, their lineups, Leeds lineup, like you look at the early 2000s lineups yeah. now, and you know, like, had like Muse, Biffy Clyro, and like bands like 100 Reasons, you know? Yeah. Headlining and playing the stuff, which was great back then. So early Biffy stuff, early Muse stuff was great. Um, and Leeds Festival started going a bit downhill in terms of it was a lot more indie-orientated as opposed to the rock side, which was what I was into. Oh, so the there was a definite shift then? Yeah. Was that was that something that they were doing purposely, do you think? Or I was think it just it, who was available? Well, if you think back to like the early 2000s, rock music was very much at the forefront of uh, like radio play, things like that. New metal mm. was massive all that which was going on yeah. so they were the ones who were headlining the stages and bringing people in and then all of a sudden there was a massive indie explosion of bands and they just basically go for whatever's the most popular do you remember how much you pay for your tickets no i couldn't remember off the top of my head i, I don't think it was over 200 right so okay it was uh we went we, so like we, a two three day event yeah we got there on a thursday and we were supposed to be staying over on the sunday but we didn't right so, but, yeah that's right yeah okay so it's interesting, it's like to me to think like people paying possibly you know hundreds of pounds for a two three day event where they may or may not see their bands or they may or may not enjoy it because you might not be set you know for that theater you might yeah. not enjoy it that way, whereas that's potentially like five or six gig tickets mm. oh yeah, to see the bands you want to see play so, for an hour as yeah to the bands you want to see play half an hour if so you now that you've had the now you've been to the festivals. What would you rather do? Would you rather go to another festival, or would you rather? I'd rather see a band in an intimate venue, mm-hmm. quite a close venue. You know, like um, how the Roadhouse used to be. That was fantastic. I saw a few bands there uh, in central Manchester. Star and Garter is always good for bands. Yeah, like the ones. I mean, even, I don't like the big academy. 
yeah. since they changed it up. I don't know if you've been there since. I've been there since they've done it. Yeah, yeah it it's just seems it's just a cavern essentially. We went to we went to the small oh. one. There's at Academy Two, the small one. Yeah, and watched Naked and Famous there. That was great. That was mm. proper little intimate gig because that's like the same size of like a school sports hall sort of yeah. size yeah, it's venue. Got, like, massive ceiling that one. They mm-hmm. used to call it the MDH. Is that right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's actually really good. Uh, venue that yeah. mm-hmm. I prefer that over any of the academies yeah academy 2 and academy 3 as well which was the one which was upstairs from academy 2 oh right okay is, is a bit smaller a bit more intimate yeah but still a big stage obviously well maybe it was academy 3 we were in then academy 3 has got like the bar right at the back yeah it was academy 3 then yeah it's, yeah. it's got like curtains yeah yeah laid down the sides I've been in 2 as well yeah it was I mean, back in the day when gig tickets only cost about, I mean, we, we touched on gig tickets, prices and things like that. The uh, last podcast we did, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Sorry, two podcasts ago. That's right, yeah. Uh, and time ago now. Back then, <laughs> back then, you could pick up a gig ticket for about nine quid for a good band. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, a good rock band is what I used to go and watch. I mean, if you were trying to go and watch someone like Madonna or something, it would still cost you like hundreds of quid. But yeah, it's just... We obviously again we touched on the fact that they're doing that because that's where you get your money from nowadays. And we don't yeah. want to go back into that without mm. like repeating ourselves. But uh, you were mentioning about uh, to me asking those questions to me, but Paige didn't get a chance to answer. So going to put any of them towards Paige. Yes. <laughs> now the main issue about going to festivals is that they do have many different stages. Yeah. And uh, the problem is that if you get two bands that you want to watch and they're on at the flipping same time. Now, they usually do, like, overrun so that you can get, like, 15 minutes of one band and then go to watch the next band. So that happens to you? It happens all the time. Yeah. You just, like, you don't really know what times bands are on until you actually get inside the place and you get, like, a little lanyard with all the times that they're on. And most of the time it is where you want to see one band. There's another band on that you also want to see how, that's playing. How do they times. announce it? Does, does something come on saying so-and-so is starting in 10 minutes or...? No, no, no. Oh you, no! You, you give like have... it's like a like a yeah, like, like an album, but you get like a, the details of like what times bands are on. I think they must come up with it just that week. You go to the you go, obviously you buy the ticket because you see what bands yeah. are on there, but they don't give you the time. But you, so you're relying on yourself or your friends to keep track of the time then, essentially. Well, yeah. You, you can, no one tells you when anything's you buy, on. No, you, there's no clocks or anything. No, you, you can it's buy like you can buy a program, and the program's got all the times of all of the. Uh, bands that are playing right yeah so then on the first like day that you get there the, what you're really doing is just checking like making sure which bands to be at which stage and then working mm-hmm. your way around the festivals and that's the most annoying thing because you get some bands where you think i really want to see them but they're my favorite band yeah so you got to pick which ones you want to see most of and half the time that you go to see that band and you're like right okay 10 minutes time and then i gotta to go to the other stage and he's just going, but these are really, really good though. Mm. I want to stay here. And you've got to make that decision of, do you miss the rest of their set? set? Yeah, do you miss the rest of their set? Or do you go to the other band off? What do you do? And half the time is that you probably would stay where you are because you're probably too tired to be bothered to travel to the other side of the, side of the venue. Yeah. And you have that thing. If you, you know what I mean? Like you get too comfortable and you get yeah. too comfortable watching that band that yeah. you'd rather watch them and then miss the rest of that band that you really wanted to see. And then you hear someone at the end and go, Oh my God, did you go see them? No, no, I was watching them. Oh, you missed an amazing show. Oh, oh yeah. my God, they put everything out and all. Oh, they were so good. The best thing I've seen in about three years. But do you yeah. agree oh, that, um, really? do you agree that music's better when it's shared with, you know, someone else? Well, there's a lot of bands that I think I've seen through my friends. Like if I go to a go to a festival and I'm going with friends that aren't in a similar sort of set of music and I go and watch a 
band with them. And you think, geez, actually, you know what? They've got a good point here. This band's amazing. Mm. Like a Dan Lassac versus Scroobius Pip. I'd never heard of them. Went to Leeds Festival and I watched them live and it was probably one of the best shows I've seen. Mm. One of the best. I mean, all it is is one guy doing a DJ set and another guy just like reading out lyrics. So did you watch that because your friend was saying you've got to see these? Or was it the fact nothing else was on Um, that you normally listen to? I wasn't in the best of states, (laughs) so I was just tagging along. I was just going with them. I was like, look after me, look after me. I don't know what I'm doing. So I sort of tagged along and watched the, watched the band. And I just thought, you know what, it's actually a really good choice watching this rather than going see the streets. Because I, c- I can imagine it being quite... Name drop. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine it being Sponsors. quite quite strange <laughs> if you're there with a bunch of different mates and you all got your own musical taste. You might not see them yeah. for like two days while they're off, you know, checking out what bands that yeah. they want to see. And then you all gather around later at night and then you have that competition about whose T-shirt's bigger. You know, it's... That's what you do. At the end of it, you just share your stories. Yeah. You? you just like say, talk about which all, band you saw and which band you like. There's always going to be someone who's, if you've got a decent group of like mates, not like decent as in decent people for that, but if you've got a decent sized group of friends who've gone, then there's always going to be someone who wants to go and watch that band with you, really, unless someone's a really big, I don't know, 36 Crazy Fist fan. Yeah. I'm just going up here on festival experience it. Uh, and everyone wants to see Dragon Force or something, like you wanted to go and watch Deftones. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just trying to work it out that way, but. I mean, I'd be quite happy to go off on my own at a festival and watch something. Yeah. Because of the whole, the, 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 the way it's actually set out. Whereas if I was going to go to a gig on my own, I'd be a bit more wary about doing that. That's interesting. But why do you think that is? I don't know. It's just a whole idea of buying my own ticket, making my own way there, standing on my own, having a few drinks, making my own way back. Do you I, think it just feels awkward? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not one to go to the cinema on my own. I've done it, pardon me. I've done it once before. I'll go cinema on my own. I'm not asked about that. I only did it because the missus was out on her works night out. Oh. All oh, right, okay. She wanted me in town, so I just went and watched, I think, the Sightseers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the British comedy one about... Uh, Sightseeing? Yeah, let's call it that. About <laughs> tourists. Yeah, British horror comedy things. So oh, right, okay. Right on my street kind of idea. And I knew that she <laughs> wasn't going to watch it with me, so I just thought, oh, I'll buy a gig ticket, uh, sorry, a gig ticket, a cinema ticket for myself. It just felt, felt weird, you know. <laughs> I sat in the cinema on my own, just thinking no one's sitting next to me. <laughs> no one come on my row, don't look at me. <laughs> I'm not wanking, I swear. <laughs> You can sit next to someone then. <laughs> Having been on your own, you sit next to someone. Do I have to sit there? Yeah, you just the have whole to... row. You sit on that whole it's row. Like this box of popcorn does not have a hole in the bottom of it. <laughs> you just have that kind of At like the moment. <laughs> you have that feeling that everyone. Oh, I do anyway. I, have, I suffer from a bit of anxiety, so I I've always have that feeling if like people are judging you. You're on your own in a cinema, and people are like, "He's a bit shifty." I'll give you news. Everyone judges you. Well, yeah, I know, but. Oh, brutal. Yeah. Oh, Everyone in general, that's just what, what we yeah. are as human beings. You judge someone on looks straight away, even yeah. if you can't, if you, people say, oh no, I don't judge people on looks. But you do, it's even if it's not, you know even it's not nasty it? thoughts, it's just like, oh, I like that t-shirt. Mm. It's still a judgment. Or, they've they've yeah. got a good taste a to pick that t-shirt. You know. Yeah. Why is his nose that big? You know? yeah. Well, going back to the festivals anyway, park life, I went in there for two days and I must have done two marathons. That used to have like a, a Fitbit thing that you put on your wrist to tell you how many steps you do in a day. Yeah. And I worked out like the distance of how many steps that I did that day would have worked out to be doing two marathons. So that's how, 50, how does it? 50, well, I've been 53.2 miles or something, I think. Something like that, yeah. Was, 50, was it tracking steps two, when it? you were dancing? Well, oh, exactly, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so even when you, yeah, yeah, I suppose. So a step would still be classes. I mean, if you've seen pages dancing. That's, oh that's, yeah, that's yeah. more like, tiring than just walking somewhere. Well, yeah, I'm knackered me out of that. I know. <laughs> I know yeah. I had to sub someone on. 
<laughs> but yeah, with park life, um, I lived quite close to the area where they had the uh, show on. Uh, so we'd rather than getting taxis or anything like that, we just we used to walk there and walk back. And it worked out that the amount of distance that you walk from, like doing from one tent to another stage and all that, and going back and forth and the amount of time, oh God, it was bad. I've got blisters on the bottom of my feet. I mean, doing two two marathons in two days and I've never done a marathon in my life. It's just, oh. Did you feel it? severe. Do you feel That's it at the time though? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh Jesus Christ, yeah. Mm-hmm. At the first day, uh, like my bottom of my feet were killing me a little bit, but on the second day, I could not walk. I absolutely could not walk. I'd like, just, I don't know, just swollen feet really. Swollen feet, all, all your muscles would have actually properly tensed up over the, like, the night as well. Yeah, it was killing. So the next day, getting it up. was very bad. We that... took our own drinks there as well. Before when we just like took our drinks before we went there, mm-hmm. rather than paying in, in the indoor prices of like getting two bog for five quid for one pint. That's probably been watered down anyway. Yeah, yeah it's not so... full pint. What? It's not full pint. It's usually not. Knows a schooner or something like that. Or oh, half of its head. Well. Yeah, it's a can. I think they use cans. I'm sure they just like get a can, just stick it in a plastic pot and give it. Yeah. Don't sense. don't talk about spending too much on cans. Yeah, <laughs> eleven pounds can of Guinness. Oh yeah, did we touch this last time? Oh, we were talking about it last night. Oh, last night. Yeah, yeah. I went to Norway. I'm sure we said asked it for some Guinness. I turned around, <laughs> hear that that sound that everyone everyone loves the can. That's <laughs> like it's already open. It, <laughs> It didn't even have the audacity to say, you know, it is a can, you know, you're spending 11 quid on. No. I turned back around, it's pours. I'm like, it didn't even do the slow pour either. Didn't do the stop and wait, let it settle. No, straight in all the way. Because it wasn't draft, that's why. Don't matter, mate. Draft yeah. can. Oh, for 11 pound, I want, I want the illusion. <laughs> you want, so I'm standing there just like pretending to like, you wanted his uh, clover done on the top with the I did the action then everybody did an action that no one saw even yeah. if he would I was pulling the can like it was coming out the top of a pump even if he would have dunked his own fingers in it to form that clover <laughs> I would have been I would have been impressed That's if he did it with his penis you know. well it depends if he, if he can shape it right it's probably with his ball sack then you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> It's an imprint of balls in the top of your eleven pound can of Guinness. Oh God, yeah. Right, so I think we're gonna to have to be uh, cutting this podcast because uh, it's almost hitting an hour and forty five again. Oh, it's... So it's been a very great podcast today. Everyone's been feeling very well. It's been a, str- a bit of more of a struggle than normal, I think. But it has been. It was a heavy night last yeah. night. Yeah, we, we stayed up to watch the UFC, didn't we? Yeah. CM yeah. Punk, well, almost um, winning. When I say we stayed up to watch the UFC, it was on, and then we took it in terms to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what happens. You get to our age. It yeah. is it's power naps. To be fair, I did power nap at one point, and then woke up and you were on the other couch. That confused the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grace, teleportation. Oh, Grace, there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it, guys. Thanks very much for listening to the pod and supporting us. Pop on over to our Twitter when you get a moment. Hashtag Disaster Artist. We no. can talk to oh, you. Oh, you're out, idiot. <laughs> Every time. You're so confident ending the podcast then as well. Oh, at, at Disaster Attic on the Twitter. And if you want to send an email, it's disasterattic at hotmail.com. Disaster okay. Artist. So it's I- not. It's not. It's not. No. It's not Artist. It, we never will be. No, I know We're all being an Attics. We're zoo for life. Well, this, this has been another disaster right. from our friends. Absolutely fantastic, Stez. Cheers. <laughs> Beardy Man Grey. Yeah, I'm one of the local friends who was available today. <laughs> At last. Thank you. Oops. And uh, myself, Paige. 
Right, ciao for now, guys. Good day oh. and good night. Good night.